0: right, the Seahawks have put themselves in such a great position as they enter the final quarter of the regular season. And with a big game in Jacksonville looming on Sunday, Coach Pete Carroll joins us. Coach, great to talk to you today.
1: Hey, Dory, good to talk to you too.
0: Uh, Before I look ahead, I I have to reflect back because – I know you tell me every game's a championship opportunity and you prepare for every game the same and every game, uh, you know, means as much in the standings. A game like last Sunday night's had to be a little bit extra satisfying for you.
1: Well, it was it was a, a good indicator for us because we played with what we, we felt like was the best team we could have been playing, you know, and and uh, they came in hot as it can be and, and in all areas they're functioning at a really high level and... And so uh, we knew it was, it was a great challenge. We we're going to see where do we fit with all that. And, and we played like we were capable and put together a really good game. And, and, you know, it came out just the way we liked it.
0: And one of the things you and I talked about last week was Russell getting off to a faster start. And, boy, did he ever on on Sunday night. And reflecting back and trying to to keep that rolling in these last four regular season games, have you figured out exactly why, why Russell – Got off to just a much better start than you know maybe a few uh, games in the past.
1: Well, he threw an interception the last two weeks in the first drive, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that that was that was for slow starts and and uh, we really stayed away from the penalty issue and and we the last couple of weeks we've really cleaned that up and we're really thrilled about that. If we can keep that going, that that's just keeps you moving in the positive. And we converted on third down, you know. And when, if you can, I know that doesn't really answer your question the way you wanted it answered, but it's it's, it's it takes that that kind of functioning at a high level. And now you, you know, you, you're moving down the field and that's kind of what it felt like. And we were, uh, we were real confident early on and against a really good club and we were protecting and all of it was working. So it just felt like it was right. And, um, but it does, you got to execute, you know, and that's the big challenge.
0: Yeah. No, it was, it was a wonderful game. I heard one of your players after the game say, when the stage is bigger, we play bigger. And I've always gotten the sense from you kind of the opposite, and it is we're going to just be who and what we are, and that's your success in all these primetime games, and you'll let the moment kind of consume the other guys. I mean, those would be two different attitudes, and I want to get your take on which one really is the embodiment of what you believe.
1: Well, I, I think it's the playing well at the end of the season and playing well in championship you know, challenges and all that comes from doing things like you always do it, and the uh, the results seem different. I think you can get fooled by the results. You know, like did we play way better, or, or you know, did you know did they make their mistakes and mess up? You know, you have to kind of figure that out to get to the truth of it all. And we just played really clean. And when you play like that, then you the other person, the other team, ha- has to outplay you. They've got you know they've got to catch up. We made we made minimal mistakes. We made no turnovers. We just were on on it. The whole time, and and uh, and that makes them have to execute. And now we're playing a team who has had seven blowout wins. You know, thirty thirty points scored, and you know for every, almost every game of the year. And now they're in a dogfight, and they they're having to play different, and they they weren't able to play as well as they played. You no. know, so. That all that's all part of it, and it you can get misled by you know is that because we did you know, we played up to the moment or did we just play like we're capable and the other guys we outlasted them and they couldn't you know they couldn't hang with you
0: so yeah. I kind of think it's more that way. Okay, got it. And you know, leading into the game, KJ Wright, I know you commented on you know him saying don't sleep on us. The players seem to care and they seem to use you know any any doubts as motivation. I know that you pretty much try to shut that stuff out but it seems like your players still can use some of that to get that chip on the shoulder attitude
1: I, I don't I can't get I can't infiltrate every aspect of it you know I mean they're, they're, the the media is is such a dominant force and just some of the natural kind of ways that things happen you know or the, the, there's a natural uh, kind of influence that it has, and so I work like crazy to try to keep them centered as long as I can on on that which is going to help them the most, and and that is hopefully going to overcome the influence of the stuff from the outside that that could cause them to try too hard, do too much, think too much, lose their humility, you know, on and on and on. There's a million things. Yeah. And so, uh, um, you know, I, I think that's that's really what the battle is. You know, if the coaches are waging a battle. Against kind of the influence of all of the outside stuff and and uh, and, and stuff that can come from their own brain, so we try to re- we're really hard on it and really consistent and wear them out. And when the guys have been with us, you know, you got to listen to the guys have been with us the longest; they're going to be truest to the message and 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 count on it the most because they've seen the success that's come from it.
0: Well, and one of the things that struck me, I was talking about this on the post game show. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, after a game that didn't go your way, you said, you know, you want the coaches, the players, and the coaches to be accountable. You said, it starts with me. I thought that was by your coaching staff on Sunday. And I know that you cited Daryl Bevel in your postgame press conference, and Chris Richard dialed up some, you know, pretty intriguing stuff defensively. I thought your coaching staff was extraordinary on Sunday.
1: Well, I appreciate you recognizing that. That kind of stuff doesn't get say, said about these guys very often. You know, they're kind of in the trenches digging it out every week. But they—they they, they are a really good group, and and the fact that they've hung with what we've done, and hung with our players, and figured out which guys could contribute and fill in for other guys, and and how best to coach them to get you know get them to play at a level that would be complementary and, and, and give us a chance to stay on top of stuff. Uh, they've done a great job, and um, you know, I know the offensive coordinator always gets you know lots of yep. lots of flack, and 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 uh, and Bev is a fantastic coach. You know, he's called every one of these plays since Russell's been here, you know, and all and he's called all those fourth quarter plays, you know, since (laughs) Russell's been here and they've together that matter of fact, I was making a point of it last week to him that how much they have worked this out together, you know, and and that's also uh, Bev is an extension. Daryl is an extension of the other coaches that, you know, that help him put his plans together and all that. So um it's it's they do deserve a lot of credit that was a very good game and to get that it's not just the game plan it's also getting the guys to believe that they can get it done and and then to go out and execute it that's all part of their their job
0: well and in that regard and I, i know you're much more comfortable bragging on your staff and your players than on yourself but is this one of your or maybe your best coaching job this year you personally
1: I don't know that. I don't know. Let's just let's, let's wait. You know, take a look and I'll, I'll talk to you about that in a couple months.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I should have anticipated that answer. Okay. Um you're you're a Bay Area guy. You, were you a dirty hairy fan? Um uh, matter of fact, I I, I grew up um uh, less than
1: a quarter of a mile from the from the uh, the quarry where all that was shot. Yeah, well, the you know that was right down right down the street. I used to go over there with my friends when we were growing up. Yeah, so I, yeah, we were
0: okay. I mean, and so I, I remember uh, Harry grinding his foot into the the perps' leg, shot leg at Keysar Stadium, and all of that. But one of yeah. one of my favorite Dirty Harry lines: "A man's got to know his limitations." Mm-hmm. A, and in that vein, I know to never question you about football because I don't know anything about football compared to you. I know not to to question Neil deGrasse Tyson about astrophysics because I don't know anything about that. But come on, Pete, that wasn't a, a lateral on on Sunday night, was it? Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just hard. It's hard for the naked eye to understand how that happened. But the speed of the players. It's like, think, picture like you're in a car and you throw a baseball out of, just flip it out the window. Yeah. That baseball is going, and you're going 60 miles an hour. That baseball is going 60 miles an hour for a while. And then the wind knocks it back and it slows it down. Right. And, and right. the car keeps going 60 miles an hour. If you look, those guys kept running and, the, and, and that, that ball was already traveling. That's what, honestly, the league doesn't understand that yet. The ball's <laughs> traveling the same speed as the, those guys are. And so it's got, it has to move, it has to go with them. But it actually, relatively, it was it was it, you can say he pitched the ball behind him and it just that speed just stayed relative and kind of slowed down as, as Mike caught the ball and away they went. So I think it's, I think it's a fascinating discussion. And I'm not so sure that, uh, you know, the Galilean transformation is going to be part of our discussion at the league meetings this year. But maybe <laughs> it will. You know, we'll see.
0: And, you know, I heard you say, yeah, it's, it's good to introduce physics into the football conversation once in a while. Yeah, sure. What do I know? what do I know about physics? I don't know.
1: I just thought that was fun to say.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, and uh, but along the same lines, you know, I always check you out on Twitter before we talk just to see what what you're tweeting about. And so yesterday, you tweet out about some book called Digital Helix, and it's about organizational DNA and taking your organization into a digital future and all of this stuff do you read stuff like that during the season well i'm i'm really close to the to the author and and uh, i love
1: what he's what he's trying to do with it so I, th- I thought it was worth it was worth giving him some props because he's he he is, has put together some great stuff that uh that a lot of the, the corporate world is is, is finding fascinating because it's happening digital transformation is happening you know and and uh Uh, Michael Gale just happens to be a guy who's at the cutting edge of all of that, and and he's sharing his ideas with with, uh, companies and leaders and stuff that that are facing it uh, and realizing that it's also... Generating a cultural change too in their in their organizations. and so there's a there's a big there's a big thing going on there with that. and so I think it's fascinating,
0: yeah. and and people who are reactive, they're dead and gone. I mean, you have no chance if you're reacting. you have to be anticipatory. so you you think about the Seahawks and the organization in in that anticipatory way, I assume, to so you can stay ahead of the curve
1: we're trying to stay at the cutting edge of every aspect of everything. that's either competing or you're not. you know so that's it fits everywhere. You know, we're we're talking about stuff just today, Dory, about um, you know how we can, um, matter of fact, we're doing it. We're we're looking at um, the information on the surface, um, on the practice field. You know, and guys are able to watch in real time. They can they can watch the play before and moments after they. You know, they execute the play. And so, I mean, we're just that illustration. We're trying to stay at the head of how to do that the very best we can so the guys can learn and grow and, and, you know, improve as much as possible.
0: Yeah, very cool. All right, on a a much lighter note, I heard you tell a story a couple of days ago, and, and I, w- I just wanted my listeners to be able to to hear it. You we were ta- I think you were talking about Byron Maxwell going up against his old team, the the Eagles, on Sunday night. And somebody asked you if you had ever gotten too fired up, and what what was the whole thing that went down after you'd gotten fired by Buffalo? Well,
1: I told that story once, do I? Don't really need to tell it again, do I? So, uh,
0: I don't think my listeners uh, have heard it. They don't listen to your Wednesday press conference, Pete.
1: Well. It was. It was. I got fired um, at the end of a horrible season. My first year in the NFL, uh, yeah, I was at the Buffalo Bills, and and uh, head coach. You know, we went two and fourteen, and he fired a bunch of coaches at the end of the year, and 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 uh, we were lousy. <laughs> we we really stunk. But um, anyway, the next year I happened to get on. Lucked out. I got on Minnesota with the Vikings, and we played Buffalo. Game four of that next year, and uh, so that one you know I saw that on the schedule, I was pointing out because I was going to be all you know whatever I was going to be all worked up about it, and sure enough, (laughs) the game came around, and during the week I was telling my players I was coaching the defensive backs. You know, look, I might not be very effective. I'm going to be too emotional. I'm going to be too fired up. You know, and I was I was kind of using it to have some fun with it, but I was really (laughs) I was really uh, kind of misguided energy, and uh, so sure enough, we played the game and we. At the end of the game, I told him that Teddy, Teddy Brown took a, a Statue of Liberty and, around the corner and scored the winning touchdown, and we beat him. And, and I, I kind of burst out of the press box. <laughs> I was looking for somebody to stick it to, you it's know, taunt. and it was just a terrible, just terrible <laughs> reaction. I'm embarrassed to tell you how crazy I was, but that's just, you know, it, it, I understand what that, that's like. And, uh, you know, over the years, and we've, I've played a lot of my old teams, and, and it's, you know, I have to deal with it, so I, I manage it well. That's that's the point of this whole discussion: is you got to manage those kinds of emotions so that you you can perform like everybody's counting on you to perform, and and uh, that's the exercise. So. Well,
0: and it's it just shows the evolution of maturity because that sounds there so it sounds so different from the Pete Carroll of today that you know that young guy who's just looking for somebody to lay into out uh, after a revenge win. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm glad you feel that way.
0: <laughs> I like that. And let's talk a little bit about Sunday's game because, man, Jacksonville, they I, I know everybody says they're a surprise team, but the more I watch them, the more I realize, no, they're they are not a surprise. They're legit and they're right where where they should be given the way they're playing and the level they've been at.
1: Yeah, you know, if, if you you could put on the tape from last week or the tape from this week and you're going to hear kind of the same observations I'm making of this team that we saw in Philadelphia – they're the leading rushing team in the NFL. They're uh, the leading defense in the NFL, points and, and yards and all that. They're the leading sack team by a lot in, in the league. Um, you can't, you just can't move the ball on them, can't score on them, and, and nobody can stop them running the football. They got a great formula, the one that we, you know, we know is championship. And so, as they're just really, they're kind of unveiling how good they are. They're kind of figuring it out, and, and uh, they are a loaded football team, and they've got tons of depth, and they've got a great roster, and and the quarterback's playing well, and they got a whole bunch of running backs. So we've got our hands full. This is a very difficult, challenging game, you know, back there, and, and uh, we're going to have to play really well. It's another – to us, this is the championship game. We learn how to play on the road, you know, and yep. so here we go.
0: All right, and health-wise, uh, let me just hit a couple guys real quick, get an update. Uh, Ode Ibushi? Yeah, he's he's he's
1: finished for the for the season. He's on IR. Yeah,
0: okay. And well,
1: He will be. He, he's not yet. He's not yet, but he's – he will be eventually. He's going to have to get surgery and stuff like that.
0: Okay, got it. And a uh, couple guys that popped up. Uh, Dwayne Brown, is he okay? I know that he missed practice a couple days ago. Yeah, he's still not quite
1: able to practice all the time during the, the, the outdoor practice, but he gets all of the work now. Now he can get to work in, in the work and the walkthrough stuff and all of the things that get him prepared. He's shown us that he can play like that, and and, uh, so he is much more active than he's been and he's working with us, and he's developing, and he's a fantastic player.
0: Yeah, and uh, how about Ethan Posick? How's he doing?
1: Uh, He practiced um, through the week uh, on a limited basis. He's going to be okay. Uh, We think we will work him out at the stadium, but we think he's going to be able to play.
0: Okay, and a couple other quick ones. Uh, Nas Jones, Deion Jordan.
1: Yeah, Nas Jones is is still hobbling. He's going to take him another week, and and, uh, Deion Jordan, we're going day by day.
0: Got it. All right. Well, this is a great matchup. Couple of eight and four teams. Uh, big long trip for you guys, Coach. Uh, have a great trip back east, and I'll look forward to talking to you next week.
1: All right. Thanks. Appreciate it, Dory. All Good right. Talk to you.